Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I see in the paper today, this is shocking, Another inquiry has now been launched into the sudden death of a teenager at University Hospital Limerick three weeks ago. This happened on the 29th of January. She was 16. She was admitted with breathing difficulties. And then, tragically, later that night, having first of all been moved out of the resuscitation area because she had responded to treatment, to be fair, she then got into difficulties again. And by the time they got her back into resource, the poor child was too far gone and she died. Literally died in her mother's arms, if you're to believe what you read in the papers. And that follows on from the death of Aoife Johnston, who died last year after waiting 12 hours on a trolley. This story is covered in the Irish Independent, which states that on the 29th of January, this is according to Trolley Watch figures, UHL was by far the busiest hospital in the country. I'll come to that in a second, but new figures which have been obtained by Sinn Féin here in Cork, now said that more than 14,000 people had their hospital appointments cancelled in Cork hospitals in the first nine months of 2023. The numbers only go up to uh, the first nine months of the year. These uh, figures handed over to Sinn Féin. In CUH, the number of cancellations was actually down. They were up in the Mercy and they went through the roof in Mallow. Nearly nearly 200% increase in Mallow, Sinn Féin TD, Thomas Gould. Tom, I think it was you got those figures as a result of a parliamentary question. What do they tell you? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. And listen, just, uh, I suppose, to, to touch on base about uh, another tra- tragedy in Limerick. And it's just, it's unbelievable um, that another 16-year-old child has lost their life while waiting in A&E and it, it's just, it's horrific to think and like anyone there like if it's just, it's unbelievable PJ and mm. when you read what happened the mother was crying out for help but they were just so overcrowded mm. and fair, like, She was brought in with breathing difficulties according to the papers anyway she was brought in with breathing difficulties they got her into resource straight away as they will if you have breathing difficulties immediately got her in, got it under control got her back out onto a trolley or onto into the corridor waiting waiting for further treatment and then she got into difficulties again and by the time they could get her back into recess it was too late that seems to be the sequence and what you see PJ and I don't want to be um, I want to be respectful to this child and her family 
But what the experts, the medical experts are saying who work in emergency medicine and they have been telling the government for the last couple of years is severe overcrowding and accident emergency along with staff shortages are leading to deaths. And that's like Pader Gilligan made that case last year and he's an expert in emergency uh, mm-hmm. medic- medicine. I'm familiar with that. And the thing about it, we know, and, and PJ, can I just say this? I, I was sick myself before Christmas, right? Um, and I was on the trolley for hours. But I would say the staff, the frontline doctors, nurses, healthcare, uh, war, um, caterers, mm. admin. Mm. They, they were Every single last one of them faulted. There's just not enough of them. And PJ, that's the thing. And it's really unfair when you have workers who are at the pin of their collar under constant pressure, constant stress. And then when you hear, and like, and PJ, this ties into the, the, the PQ that we got back about cancellations. If, P, if, if people's appointments are being cancelled or if people's operations are, are being cancelled or their scopes are being cancelled or mm-hmm. whatever it is, that means then you're having a delay in detection of what of how severe a person's case can be and that leads then to people ending up in a e who does. should have never been there in the first place of course it does that's exactly what the likes of chris luke have been saying for years that that's that's what happens but the thing about it is tom our problem is in staffing our problem is in keeping the staff because it's a part kind of of being coming a doctor, especially, and certainly more and more so these days, becoming a, no- a nurse. Part of your, if you like, progression is you go away for a little while. The difference is, this time, these days, they're not coming back. So how do we get them, A, to stay, if they're of a mind to stay, and B, to come back when they go for a bit? How do we do that? Well, the, the number one thing, anyway, is all these uh, nurses, doctors, healthcare professional therapists should be offered contracts and they should know that when they graduate, they go straight into jobs. And th- this was the delay with the HSC, the bureaucracy, applications, all that. Are you, are you saying uh, that when they come out of their college now with their degree and they've done their rotation in the hospitals, which they have to do for a period of time, are you saying there aren't automatically jobs there for them because there's so many vacancies in the hospitals now? I find that hard to believe, Tom. PJ, there's actually an embargo on recruitment at the moment. There is, there, 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 there is. So you're saying that they're not, that that embargoment, but does that exist at the level of a, a young doctor or a young nurse can't get their first job? Yes, it's the, the embargo at the moment. No, is preventing people being hired. I'm talking to. I was in the hospital. I, uh, I'm regularly out there now for for repeat visits and checkups. And like people are telling me, PJ, what we know for a fact, the HSC are hiring consultants firms, right, coming in. Uh, private operators instead of hiring more doctors, more nurses. And PJ, the other big issue here is the elective hospital. If we had the elective hospital, that was promised. Mm-hmm. Like I, I asked a, qu- a question last April, when will the elective hospital for Cork be ready? And I was told the end of 2025. Yeah. And I asked the question again at the end of the year, and I was told 2027. Yeah. Now, that went out two years and six yeah. months. Col- right? Colin Bork is saying, though, and he to be Fine Gael spokesman on health and indeed your constituency colleague there in Cork North Central. Colin Bork is saying, look, it's not just a matter of opening the hospital. You need staff and we don't have staff. 
Yeah, but you know, just respect the column now, right? Column is criticising the government while he's still a member. Ah, yeah, of the we government. know that. We know that. Yeah, yeah, but like Stephen Donnelly's the minister. If Column is worried about staffing and ending the recruitment ban, he should talk to the talk the Taoiseach and tell the minister for health to take him on. Mm. No, PJ can a suggestion this? has been made, Tom, and I wonder what you think of this because this yeah. came up last week when we discussed this again. I've brought it up with the likes of of Chris Luke over the years. And no disrespect to yourself or any other politician, when I want sort of guidance on what to do with emergency departments around the country, yeah, I'm going to go 100%. to someone like Chris Luke. But, but what, what, Who's an what, expert. Absolutely. What about this suggestion, Tom, that when someone comes out of college, having gone through a medical degree or gone through a nursing degree, that not only would we, would we make a job available for them, but we would compel them to stay for 10 years to give back what has been invested in them by the taxpayer as they went through the education system? You see, PJ, we have for doctors that? and nurses and therapists who will stay here if they're offered jobs. Like, I put it this way, Chris Luco, and to be fair, I respect the guy, he's a re- he really knows what he's talking about. Right now, there's an embargo on the HSE hiring staff. There is. So... So how could we guarantee people their places? And PJ, I, I, no, no, no. I, I, the, the point I'm making is: Would you be interested in, in that idea? Is it something that you'd be interested in? That look, not only young, young Doctor John Murphy or young nurse Mary O'Sullivan or young Doctor whatever comes out and said, "Right, I've done my two years. Uh, I'm, I'm, re- I'm headed for Australia now." And the HSE says, "Actually, there's a job there for you for the next five, ten years. Do you want that job?" But PJ, if you're a young doctor coming out newly qualified and you have a choice of going out and working in an accident and emergency for 60, 70 and 80 hours a week, like it does reports out now about the severe overcrowding. Yeah, but if enough, of, if enough of them stayed around, Thomas, but, if enough of them stayed around, they wouldn't no, need PJ, to be working 60, no, no, 70 no, no, and 80 hours a week. No, no, that's not the issue. They've always abused young doctors, new trainee doctors. The HSC, this is a fact that's gone back years. Yes. So you're a young doctor, you're qualified. You have a choice to go to Australia or America and doing maybe 35 hours a week on top pay, great conditions, mm. where you're not overworked and you're not stressed. Yeah. Or you can stay in the HSC here and be in the front line in A&E under constant pressure. Like what? Like... Oh yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. You're right. The doctors and nurses. So, so how do we solve this? Like Stephen Donnelly has gone to Australia for, or going to Australia for Patrick's Day, which has one of the, if you to believe people you talk to over there, one of the best public healthcare systems in the world. What what should he be looking for over there? Well, PJ, without even going over there, do do you know what the one thing people can find? Like, nurses and staff were telling me up in the hospital when I was up there. They were asking me questions. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay-clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. 
And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. You can't find anywhere to live. There's yeah. nurses, no, and there's nurses and therapists and uh, other professional healthcare professionals can't find anywhere to live. So the first thing that we need to do is make sure they get it, they know they have a job when they graduate and also provide or find or source accommodation for them. PJ, I remember being on with you, I'd say, 2016, we were talking about the time they saved Kevin's hospital burnt down. I remember. And at the time I went to Cox City Council, you were a reporter in there, and I asked the HSC, Cox City Council, UCC and MTU to come together to develop that whole site for student accommodation, for healthcare professionals, so and also to have a hub there for homeless people. And it didn't right, happen. That we could, it's a, within 10 minutes to the hospital, PJ, and there you have them. I know, I know they're doing some development, yeah. but you have a massive site there. Why are we building houses for people? And that would help keep people. Well, well one of the reasons, one of the reasons, Tom, why we're not, as you say, building houses for people, and I don't think anybody would object to, we haven't got workers. They're all gone abroad as well, or they're not doing apprenticeships anymore. Well, PJ, can I say this now? And I, I have to be... I know uh, a lecturer from a university told me he was... Uh, 16 tradesmen qualified last May and 15 of them immigrated. I don't want to say it, uh, the professional... No, don't, don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's out of out of yeah. a class of 16, 15 of them 15 immigrated. immigrated. While there's plenty and, work here. Yeah, and I was talking actually last night to some guys in the building line and they were telling me... One guy said to me, he's nearly 60 years old, he said, Tommy, I'm not able for working. I just want to do 39 hours a week and call it a day. But he said, we have no young people. Yeah. But the reason is, PJ, if you start off as an apprentice, I think you're going to start off at 8.50 an hour, you'll get more than super value on McDonald's yeah, or Dunn's But apprenticeships, Tom, apprenticeships, and you're around as long as I'm around. Yeah. Apprenticeships was always, for the first two years, it was always grunt work. If you wanted to be a carpenter, but a plumber, a painter, it was always just, going to work. Yes, but the difference now is we're a full employment. And if you're a young boy or girl who's 17, 18, 19 years of age, you have a choice. You can go to America, Australia, you can work in a factory or an office here. Like, like we need to incentivize more young people okay. to get into trades. And PJ, the other thing is... People are contacting me every week saying they can't finish their time because they're waiting this to go to college. I had one father who contacted me from Dublin Hill. His son was going to have to go to Dublin for three months. Now, number one is who was going to pay for the accommodation in Dublin? And number two, he couldn't get accommodation. And because of that, he couldn't finish his electrician. Or he was an, electri uh, an apprentice electrician. So, like, this is the stuff, this, this, this is bread and butter issues that the government should be dealing so with. So how would you fix it, Thomas? If you, I mean, there's a, there'll be an election. By this time next year, by this time next year, constitutionally, we have to have had a general election. How will you fix it, if you're there? Well, PJ, you, you sort out the simple things first, right? MTO outside and the ETV are doing great work with apprentices. But I met with MTO last year. They're full to capacity. 
first thing I would do was increase their capacity. I actually asked the Minister, MTU, about setting up a Northside campus for the training of apprenticeships across all the different professions and have it based there so people get, and also then increasing the amount of money you pay apprentices to encourage them to come into okay. trades. Okay. And the other thing, PJ, is covering more women to get into trades because we, if we could increase the amount of women coming in, plus incentive for young, more people okay. to get involved. Okay. That, 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 might, that might help us get more trades. Someone's coming back to a question. John is coming back to a question that I actually don't think you answered. Um, is Thomas okay with the taxpayer training up doctors at great expense because of all they pay is the registration fee, and then they move on to another country? How would Thomas School feel about a requirement to work in the Irish public health system for a number of years after graduation? How would you feel about that? Well, PJ, I think it's really important that doctors travel, and I tell you why. Um, so you would not want them to uh, work no, for a just number like of years. Explain, I have a case where a person was wrongly diagnosed here in Ireland, right? And when the new specialist came, there was a new specialist appointed. He had trained in France and Canada. Yeah. And straight away, after 10 minutes of seeing the child, he... Um, identified fully problems. understood, John. But that's a or Thomas. But that's a consultant. PJ, John do, is asking the question: When the no, young doctors the, the qualify, was, can we not? Would would you not? How would you feel about making them give five to ten years to the system and then go wherever you want to go? But PJ, this doctor said wouldn't have wouldn't have been trained because it, he wouldn't have identified that problem. It was the training he got in France and okay. Canada, plus the training in Ireland. So it's really important for doctors to travel to gain experience. My issue here is we need to give doctors proper times, proper working conditions. Like, PJ, put it this way, the more... Hold on a while, now you see, there's a thing. If you had... The, uh, if you had an agreement that we're, we're going to put you through college, all it's going to cost you is three grand a year registration fee or whatever that is now. And I'm talking about, not talking about the people who are covered, pay full fees, as many do, but for those people, you go into the public sector then, and in order to repay the taxpayers' uh, investment in you, you're going to give us five years, maybe ten years. What's wrong with that? Well, PJ, you don't, if, do you know what will happen then? then people will stop going to a medicine and they'll do law or they'll do uh, accountancy or they'll do uh, other courses, right? We need to encourage them. We See, Tom, to I don't agree them. with you there. I don't yeah. agree with that. I'll tell you why I don't agree. And this is deeply personal to me. There was a time in my life that I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't make it into the system. But there's a time in my life that I wanted to be a doctor. And if I could have got in that door, damn all would have stopped me. But PJ, they say doctors require a certain level of training, right? Yeah, do. Like, I, I was talking to doctors out there. Becoming a doctor is in four years. You could be te you could be ten years before you're fully qualified. Absolutely. You do about so seven. You, you do a year in college, then you do six more years on top of that. Then you do two years grunting around hospital departments. Then you're a baby doctor. It takes an awful long time. That's true. And PJ, what we want to do is encourage these doctors to stay. Like, I put it, I'll give you a simple thing, right? Um, at the moment, if, you're, if you want to become a GP, you have to work for yourself. It's a business. Yes. What we've asked the HSE to do now is that, let's say you're a newly qualified doctor, you've done everything, you're ready to go. The HSE, we had a situation... We'll employ you. Yeah. Well, 
I'd agree with and you the, there completely. The situation apparently, apparently where we had a surgery and nurses Remember and administration it? staff and the only thing we were short was a doctor and no doctor would go in there and the doctor who left told me the reason she left is she could get no holiday cover from the HSE yeah. and no sick cover. No, no, cover. That, that, yeah, I think, you're, you're, I think there's a lot of doctors would agree with you on that and a lot of GPs would agree with you on that. Working for yourself is part of the problem. Tom, I'm going to leave it there for no reason other than time. It's been a more broad-ranging conversation than I thought it would be. But Thomas Gould of uh, Sinn Féin Cork North Central. Cork's 96 FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.